Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. It may seem crazy, but it's better to save a cushion before you start saving for your down payment on a house. Hmm. Hello, I'm Yetta Decker. And I'm Ken Decker. And we're excited to be with you and welcome you to another episode of Life's Inside Track, where we share techniques, thoughts, tools, and even some tips so we can live the best life possible, make our house home, and make really great financial decisions. Yeah, sometimes you need to do something different to get a different result. Mm. You know one of the sayings around insanity? Keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. I've been there. I've done that. That's more than a definition once. of insanity. There it is. Yeah, I know. And as a as a boy, I are one. And I remember, like, you would try to do a jump on your bicycle, and you would fall and scrape yourself up, and you go, "Oh, that must have been bad luck." So you try the same jump again. How did that work out? You'd fall and scrape the same place usually. So what you're going to learn in this episode is how do you maybe do something that feels counterintuitive, like saving a cushion before you even save for your down payment on a house if you've never bought a house, or even before you buy an investment property if you already own your house and you've already had that step. So Mm -hmm. it sounds counterintuitive. Like, why do I want money sitting in the bank? I'm not getting anything but maybe 0.25% of interest and probably I'm getting nothing on the money sitting there. So why on earth would I want money sitting in the bank when I really want to buy my first investment property or my first house? Like, it seems dumb, Ken Decker. It does, doesn't it? It does. But And yet it's pivotal. It's pivotal. You're getting pretty worked up about this one, aren't you? I am. I'm passionate about it because you need to change your thought pattern and this piece will protect you from pain and heartache in the future. Okay. Say more. You even have me slightly intrigued. (laughs) That's impressive. I know, right? (laughs) So, How many clients, Yetta, have we served? who needed to sell a house because they didn't have the cushion to do the maintenance, to do the repairs. They didn't calculate that in or the financial stress of it all Mm. was getting to them. And so it wasn't worth living in their dream home anymore because the financial stress was overriding that. How many times have we had to do that in our 30 some years? I don't want to count, but I know I couldn't count it on a couple of hands. Okay. And I couldn't count it on a couple of hands and a couple of sets of toes. So there's been many times we've unfortunately met somebody. And most of the time, not people we actually helped buy the house. Because we're having pretty stringent conversation. I'm going to call them stringent, provocative, poignant conversations before we go into it to make sure that the decision you make is one you can sustain. There's no... Ah, sustainability is it's key. A, it's huge. And cushion helps with sustainability. So a cushion is gear one in the book. 
mm-hmm. in the wealth formula book. So the first gear is to make sure you have a cushion. And yeah. that could be 3000 could be 5000 could be 10000 You have to decide for yourself what's that amount of money that will create no, not a money emergency when the car breaks down. That yeah. won't create a money emergency when the shingles need to be replaced because you've been accumulating that. Right. So on a on a you know to that point, Yetta, if you're renting, you don't need as big of a cushion right now because if you're if something goes wrong with the house, your landlord needs the cushion. Right, they pay to have it repaired or change the shingles. Right, or- and yet you still have car payments. You still yeah. may own your own appliances. It's just you not may as big. still right. So the the issue becomes: people will either have no cushion or they have a very small cushion, and then when you go to buy a house, you don't realize you need a bigger cushion because suddenly you may get bigger expenses. What well, if the pipe for the sewer going out to the road mm-hmm. breaks? Or, you, you know, or the furnace the dies furnace prematurely dies. Mm-hmm. or the water softener. Maybe you could live without a water softener for a while if you're in the country. But then maybe the dishwasher goes sooner because it's filled up with gunk and the washing machine goes and the dryer goes. And so probably not the dryer. Well, it depends on how much moisture is coming through there. <laughs> but I think, anyway, I think the dryer could is, go, yeah, irrespective but, of whether your, your water, water softener is gone. Goes. But yeah. the point is, the more tangible items you have in your life that you're responsible for. Yeah. And the more dependence you have so that things could go wrong with them. Like braces and things of that nature, eyewear that they need or mm-hmm, whatever. That you weren't counting on. And dogs. People don't realize oh. it. Pets, dogs, Free cats. pets. So many times people go, oh, I had to put that money on my credit card because I needed to go to the vet and it was $1,000 or whatever. Well, if you have a pet, you need a bigger cushion because mm. you're responsible for their well-being. Right. So cushion is counterintuitive and yet pivotal, as Mr. Yes. And the Decker second says. reason it's pivotal is it because it gets you out of the habit of spending credit for emergencies, which really they're emergencies, but you knew they were going to happen eventually. You knew the car going to need brakes. It's going to need tires. Eventually, the shingles are going to wear out. You knew that these emergencies could have been planned for. Right. And if you rely on credit, now you got two problems. Because first of all, you don't have the cash to do the repair. And second of all, now you're going to pay almost twice as much because you're going to put it on a credit card that's got 18% interest on it. And and you're going to take years to pay it off probably. Maybe you get a line of credit. That's yeah. at a lower interest rate. You're still paying interest. It's still uh, costing you more than it would have if you had the cash sitting there for right. it. Right. So, so now you're sounding a little holier than thou right now. So I'm going to burst ooh, your bubble slightly. Oh, okay. Have you ever had any of these experiences? Oh, absolutely. That's how I learned it. <laughs> okay. I've been there. I did that. I was that. I felt the discomfort. And, and you didn't learn the first I time. I haven't lost a home over it. No. But could have. Yeah, we could have. We could have. And I'm pointing got, fingers got, at you, but I was as guilty. <laughs> I mean, you I and I have been this together yeah, forever, honey. Forever? Well, pretty much. For more than two times my life. 
we've done it together. <laughs> like two two thirds, more than two thirds, not two times. More than two thirds of our <laughs> life, we've done it together. Yeah. Now, cars and things. Sometimes people think that those are essential. And I think if it's totally broken and you can't get to work, yeah, you need a car, but how expensive a car do you need? Mm -hmm. And then the conversation becomes, well, if I buy not a new car, then the repairs are going to be higher because it doesn't have a warranty. And so there's a lot of factors. I know. (laughs) So there's a lot of factors to consider, but the bottom line is if you have an emergency account set up called a cushion, Mm -hmm. then at least you have the ability to pay for the thing when the thing goes wrong. Absolutely. Unless you plan for it. And you know what the cool thing about a cushion is? Have you ever sat on a couch and put a cushion on your lap and kind of wrapped your hands around it? And it kind of gives you a comfort and a warmth and a peace. And that's what your financial cushion does Mm. for your mindset. It gives you peace and relaxation and security. And that's huge. Right. So yet now that I have a cushion, can I save for my down payment? We've created for you first 500, over 503 free episodes of Life's Inside Track, where we're going to share some insight about that, plus a whole lot more so that you have insider tips, you learn about real estate, as well as just how to live the best life, the one you're intended for, the one that you dream about. So the answer, Ken, (laughs) is maybe not just yet. Maybe not yet. Maybe not yet. But I really, really really want to get a down payment so I can buy a house or an investment property. I gotcha. Okay. And if you've got your cushion, Yahoo, that's a good first gear. Mm -hmm. Second gear is checking out what do you have as far as it goes with So what if I have no debt? If I have no debt, then chances are I'm in good position to start saving the down payment quickly. Now, I may be able to save the down payment even quicker if I reduce some expenses. Because even if I don't have debt, I may have extraordinary expenses that are stopping me from building. Extraordinary? Extraordinarily high. Mocha, cafe, latte, yeah, that's uh, that's habit? a hidden expense. Yeah, habits. But it also could be internet packages, cable packages, mm. could be sports or activities that you really enjoy and then you don't go half the time anyway. So the ones that gym memberships and you haven't used in eight months, I'm not talking to you, but you did do it once for three or four years. So that was yeah, just a of, little session where I didn't use it for years. <laughs> That's what I said. And we just kept paying. A little session. A little session. In the scheme of 60 years, it's a little session. Are you 60? Very shortly. In a year. Okay. So the idea is- I'm in my 60th year. You are. And I can see that. (laughs) All the new gray and, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, the new gray, (laughs) yeah. The new gray. The new gray is in. Apparently. So the idea is- Obviously, not to have an accumulation of too many expenses because that will affect very likely the kind of home you can buy. What if I only have, you know, we're a double income family, so we got, yep, yep, but we got to drive to work, so we got two nice cars with little car payments of like, I don't know, six, seven hundred bucks a piece. 
Those aren't little, I don't think. (laughs) Well, they're going to affect your ability in terms of what you can purchase for a house, what you can spend on a house. I thought thought as long as I could qualify for the mortgage, I was all set to go. Well, you're still going to be able to make your payments and feel good about it. So peace of mind is a piece. Like we've got to work with the ratios that CMHC and the financial institutions demand. Okay, so let's talk about those two ratios. There's the... GDS right. and the TDS. And why wouldn't we say what they are? We will. Okay, gross so the TDS. Debt. Let's go gross debt first. Okay, GDS. It seems, seems weird because the total debt's bigger than the gross debt. And to me, gross is always bigger. But the gross debt ratio is somewhere between 30 and 32%. Maybe up to 35, depending on the lender. Depending. So mm-hmm. we'll say either side of 32%. Right. Right. And so 32% needs to include your mortgage payment, needs to include- That's principal and and interest. Right, principal and interest, as well as your taxes, property taxes, not your income tax. Yeah. Your property tax. If you have heating, most homes have some heat. Yeah. So it includes the heating cost. Mm -hmm. And then it also includes if there's any association fees or condo fees, half of that. Okay. Half of the cost. What about of rentals? Like, oh, I, I was looking at a house the other day, and mm-hmm. it had a rental furnace and a rental hot water tank and a rental, and a rental AC? AC. Yeah, and I, I'm trying to remember what the payment it's was. A, almost two hundred like bucks. Yeah, it was like hundred and sixty dollars. Yeah, because we just I just saw that not the same house, but the same situation, and so that has to be included too. Rental equipment is part of that thirty either side of thirty two percent. Okay. Of your GDS. So that's your gross <clears throat> debt service ratio. Okay. And then TDS is your it's total your debt. total debt, which includes everything we just said, plus repayment of other consumer debt. Like car loans. Cars? Yeah, it could be car loans. Mm-hmm. So that 15, little 1500 on those two payments yeah. you just talked about, Hold on. What about... Uh, Student loan, because that's not really consumer debt. I did. I went to school. I benefited my ability to earn an income. It's still part of your TDS. Really? Really. Okay. And so what's the total debt service allowed to be? Up to 40 to 42%. Okay. Depending Sometimes on the 45. 40 to 45%, depending uh, on the sure. lender. I haven't seen 45 no? in a long, long time. I've seen it. Yeah, but not maybe in a not long in a time. while. They're getting okay. tighter and tighter. So right. Typically, it's around forty-two percent. Yeah. Sometimes only forty. But what happens is, what's interesting is, people say, "Well, I only have a certain amount of debt. It's no problem. I pay my bills. It's all." I've got great credit score. I've got great mm-hmm. credit rating. Yeah. But the issue becomes if because that's only like seven percent difference between the TDS and the. Or the GDS and the TDS is only about 7%. I know. So now that's 7%. If, if, if really I've got 15% of extra debt compared to, and it's compared to my monthly income. So it's what it costs me for my debt compared to my monthly income. So if I've got 15%, that's 8% less on the GDS. Now all of a sudden, instead of it being... 30% for argument's sake, it's 22. 22%. So it makes it a lot harder to qualify for the house I want. Right. So my personal debt 
affects that greatly. So one of the strategies in the book in, in, in second, gear? second gear is paying off debt. And we use a technique called laser focus. It's killing the lowest debts first. Right. So, and, and then we always get into a conversation, but it doesn't have the highest interest rate. In fact, it's got no interest on yeah. it. And the other ones have a higher interest rate. I don't but care. What we're, I know you don't care. So what we're looking for and what we found helped is momentum matters most. Yeah. And you're getting rid of a payment. The faster yeah. you can get rid of a payment, the faster your ratios come into play. And then you can take that extra payment that you just wiped out and add it to the next one and wipe the next one out faster. And then the beauty is you're used to paying that same amount of money. And once you've wiped out a few debts and your ratios work, now all that extra money that you were paying towards debt, you put towards your down payment. And so you'll accumulate it much faster. Much, much faster. The number faster. of times I've had amazing, beautiful people call me and say, I'm so ready to buy my house. I've been waiting for 10 years. I've been saving and I can't get ahead. It's like, can we just take a look at your overall finances? Because there's a reason most of the time. If you're yeah. going to buy a house in your budget. Yeah. And I think that that... <sighs> The debt, I've even had people come and go, okay, I got, I saved up the 5% or I saved up the 10%. But then I look at their debt and I go, no, you need to use that money and pay off your debt because you won't qualify. Right. Because you can't get a mortgage for, like, if you've got a debt of even 15% sometimes or greater, now all of a sudden you're sitting there going, yeah. there just isn't enough left over yes, for a house. Exactly. And the laser focus works Better than the shotgun approach, which the shotgun is you throw a little extra on everything trying to get your debt down. We used to do that. But, but your payments mm. don't go down and your percentage of TDS doesn't go down with the shotgun approach, right? Right. Is it now time to build wealth? Come on, Yetta. We've enjoyed for over 30 years, not only helping you buy and sell real estate, but helping you build your wealth, helping you build well, your finances, your fun, and your faith, as well as strengthening, healing, and flourishing your relationships. Really, 30 years of building your life and your business and your family. Mm. That's and so sure. this is a conversation to answer your question. Is it now time to build wealth? Well, we're going to skip past gear three, which is building a whoopee cushion. Mm -hmm. So we're going to say, yes, it's time. But really, you ought to go build your whoopee cushion before you get too heavy into the wealth building strategy, yeah, which is gear four. Yeah, a whoopee cushion is just a bigger cushion. Yeah, so that if a catastrophic event happens in your life, doesn't there, take you it doesn't out. it doesn't take you out of the game. It doesn't take you out of what's going on. So it's we're going to trust in God no matter what, and mm -hmm. He calls us to have wisdom in how we handle our finances mm -hmm. and how we steward what's been gifted us. Absolutely. So we're going to move on to gear four. From the wealth formula. So when we're talking gears, if you're thinking, what is this whole gear thing? You're not driving a car. So well, sometimes we do. And yet the gears is how we've related the different phases or stages of getting your financial house in order. Mm -hmm. So gear four is building wealth wisely. Yeah. And I'm so passionate about this. It's, it's so much fun for me to help people lay out a plan to to build wealth, right? To help you lay out a plan. And what really is the, the, you know, 
I don't really enjoy the getting out of debt stuff. And that. Like, it doesn't use me. It's not exciting. It's not. It got to be done. Though. I know if you don't do that part, if you don't change your spending habits, if you don't get rid of your debt, you don't save the cushion, you're going to backslide and we won't be able to build the wealth that you want that, you know, the, the Bible talks about passing it down. Not just to your children, but your children's children. Now, you can't do that. They're not talking about passing your debt down to your children. They're talking about passing wealth, baby. They're talking about passing down wealth. And so I get passionate about this. And we can build wealth through real estate is one of the avenues. And yes, we have financial planners that will say, yes, you should put some in the stock market. You should put some in bonds. And we have. Yes. And it's good. Spread it out, but don't forget real estate because it's a major vehicle. I think that's the struggle and why you're so passionate about it. Often real estate is considered too laborious, too risky, too volatile, too all kinds of stuff. And it's so much the other way. It's so much not. It brings the stability to your portfolio. So People Especially if you me, buy and hold. Many people have asked me, what do I do now that, yes, I did what you said. I've saved up a cushion, so I'm not using debt for my emergencies. I'm using cash. I've paid off my debt, so I don't have consumer debt. Or if I do, it's really marginal. Now, or it's investment debt. What is the best thing to do? What's the best thing to do? And the problem is, it's not the same for everybody. That's I had a client call me the other day. We helped them sell an investment property that was owned outright. So now they're sitting with hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. And she said, you know, can you just tell me right now on the phone was her request what I should do with this like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I said, uh, give it away. Why do you <laughs> why do you want to build wealth? So the first question is, you've got to know your purpose as it relates to the money. Because mm. money in and of itself, the love of money is a root of evil. Like there's just no doubt in my yeah, mind there's truth to sure. that. And for the good that the money can do, for the tool that it can be used, for the kids that you can support. We just got a call from another associate the other day asking for money for their kid to do an experience that she wouldn't otherwise have affordability to do. And so we had to pray and consider, is that something we want to support? If we want to, we can. Mm -hmm. And I think you have more opportunity to support and help where you feel called to help. You actually have some money. Yeah. So if you're saving for your first home, Mm -hmm. your very first home, then I would suggest building your down payment in your RRSP. Right. Because right now you can take out $35,000 each. So from your RSP. You, from your RSP without 70,000 bucks. Yeah, without inferring any tax liability as long as you got you got 2 years after you withdraw to make your first payment, you got 15 payments, 15 years to pay it back. And if you don't pay it back one year or something happened, you just pay the income tax on that portion that you should have paid back and you can pay it back early. So really what's happening is you're saving for your house, but then it's forced savings for retirement on top of that, because for the next 15 years, you get to put it back in. So I love that program. It's, it's delicious. It is delicious. delicious. (laughs) Because not only are you putting the money in there, but then you're saving on taxes. 
because you get some income so tax back, and then you can take that money and drop it into your RSP as well. So very exciting. Now, if you've already owned a home, somebody will say to me, well, I already own a home, but I want to save a down payment for a rental property, an investment property. What's the best way? Well, that depends. Uh, let, you, let me okay, pick, let's, let's let me hear pick your, my let's favorite. Let's hear your way. Yeah, let's my hear your way. My favorite. And this is, again, individual. We're going to look at everybody's situation, and we're not going to stop emphasizing you got to know why. You got to know your why to really make good use of any decision because then it's easy to say no to things if you know why you're doing it mm-hmm. or say yes to things. But my favorite way is to pull equity out of my principal residence. Right. And if it's there and if it's not there yet, mm-hmm. then one way is to pay down the mortgage early. Keep throwing down some lump sums, double up payments, put some lump sums down until you get enough equity that you can actually pull it out on a line of credit and buy your rental property fully leveraged. So you you got your line of credit and your mortgage, but the beauty is that line of credit now, the interest on that is tax deductible because it's for an investment property. The other way is, and what some people are doing is, you know, interest rates are one and a half, two percent 2%, super, super low. So to pay off your mortgage early isn't as effective as investing where you, maybe you make 7 or 10% rate of return. Now, if it was pre and post tax, meh, you're getting close because the 2% is after tax. And if you earn the money outside of, say, a TFSA, then you got to pay tax on that income. So they start narrowing, right? But because you can do it in a TFSA and you can go up to 75 1500 each. If you haven't already been putting in your TFSA. Yeah, so if you want to top maximum. it up, that's a total max at so, this point. So you can be dropping money in there, each earning person. income tax-free. Each person. Yeah, tax-free, yes, each person. Like a lot of money. And then when you take it out to buy your investment property, there's no tax implication. And with it, after a year goes by, you can put all the money back in. If you want to pull it out of the investment properties and do another. Absolutely. It's so so fantastic. Love it. (laughs) So you do have to have a little bit of money from somewhere to be able to start to invest. But the beautiful thing around real estate investing is it's got growth in way more than one way. So if you haven't caught this on a previous episode, go back and watch some of the other episodes because it will break down all the different ways in which you gain growth through real estate. Our desire is that the principles, the wealth principles in the wealth formula will work for you and not against you. So book a consult with us because we're honored to be your advocates on the journey of real estate and life. Moving forward with the Decker team. 